0: live. What yeah. is the 49 is faithful? It is your boy Perry. I'm joined by Matt No Zach today. He had a family matter to deal with, but holy cow, the Niners lost. I am not surprised. I'm not surprised whatsoever. Matt, yeah. what happened in this game, man? I mean, it was kind of written on the wall with Nick Mullins starting, but what was the story?
1: It was just a sloppy game all the way around. Like, from beginning to end, nobody really played well, but I think... It all comes down to peak 49ers, which is, you know, you have an opportunity at the end, you do an onside kick, and they return it for a touchdown. There's nothing more 2020 49ers than that. And it's just, it's you know, it was time. It was time to take this old yeller of a season out back and put a bullet in it. We're not going to the playoffs. It's just, it's done and over with. So now we can look forward to the draft in April, you know, figure out what we're doing. And go from there. We're going to have a lot of interesting topics to see, you know, if the 49ers can retool in one year. Um, or if this is going to be a more long-term building project because of the 40 people we have coming up on free agency. What are we going to do with Jimmy Garoppolo and the quarterback situation? Where do we go from here? So, you know, this was the microcosm of everything wrong with this season. You know, Raheem Mostert gets injured, which, you know, we deal with the injury stuff. Mike McGlinchey is Mike McGlinchey again. I don't know how people defend him. He had another awful game. It's, you know, Nick Mullins is a turnover machine. It's everything that could have happened, you know, and then you see, okay, Brandon Ayuk is good. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Everything that has to happen during the season that has created the 49ers narrative happened today. So that's where we're at pretty much.
0: Yeah. It was really bad. And I mean, you can, that's kind of been the story all year is that you can take away from any positive thing in regards to Niners games. Like you said, Ayuk. I mean, we all know what Ayuk is. But it's hard to take away any more positives when the team is getting smacked 41 to 33. And look, I'm, it's amazing that people are still even arguing that Nick Mullins is the guy moving forward or even just saying that Nick Mullins is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not. And the no. thing is, is that everyone will say that, well, look what Nick Mullins has done stat wise. Look what he's doing. It's like, no, 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 get out of here. And I also hate the argument that Jimmy Garoppolo is far and above and beyond better than Mullins, which I think he is. But it's the idea that Garoppolo is his top 10, top 12 quarterback, that he limits the offense so much, and it just drives me crazy. And, look, I like Garoppolo, but, I mean, just he's not going to elevate the offense after what we see from, like, Mahomes or or even Justin Hurts right now. I and mean, look what Hurts is doing, and, I mean, he's lighting it up.
1: Yeah, yeah, Jalen Hurts is doing well in Philadelphia. But I mean, you know, that's, again, we gotta wait though. This is Jalen Hurts' second game starting and who knows? Right. Like, I mean, Jimmy lit it up for five games in 2017. Right. all where that went. So you gotta be careful on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I do agree. I think that, you know, every, anybody expecting Jimmy Garoppolo to be the savior is kinda lost the plot at this point. He's not the savior, but he is far and away better than Mullins. Let's, I mean, yeah. right. again, is he Mahomes? No, but how many people are? You know, you, you know, he's, he's an average quarterback. Uh, that's what Jimmy Garoppolo is. But average in this offense is better than what we were getting from Nick Mullins, which is just terrible. I'm yeah. tired of looking at Nick Mullins' struggle <laughs> oh, face. It's almost as bad as Eli Manning's struggle face was. I mean, they both just have the vacant stare on their face. Like, they can't believe that it's happening to them. It's like, you
0: put
1: it to yourself, dude.
0: I, you saw I put it in the chat earlier. I didn't want to tweet it because I'm not that mean, but it was an article from the preseason that was like, Nick Mullins has improved his arm strength. Oh, and then on the, the back-to-back plays, Nick Mullins like floats it, like yes. almost intercepted twice. And then one of the interceptions, I mean, he just had no zip on the ball, man. Oh, and he's throwing it to the far hash. It's like, dude, you no way. No, yeah, not yeah. on, area. Not on, I on put this.
1: That, I put up that Bugs Bunny gif of him flexing. yeah, yeah. It's, but yeah, uh, I
0: think... I think what we saw from the quarterback position today, and I mean Nick Mullins is, I mean you can't really compare him to anyone just because he's a backup for a reason. But when you see all these quarterbacks elevating their teams to the next level, and yeah, I mean Hurts is in his second game, but you see what the potential is, and you see that, and then you even see like today with the Jets, it's like Sam Darnold led his team to a victory against the Rams. Of all, I mean that's just is my-
1: there any more Jets things though than playing? <laughs> <myself> <laughs> <in the Cardinals? laughs> I can't you know, believe that. that. Yeah, that's unreal. That's absolutely unreal. They, they so better both Jaguars out Jets the Jets. <laughs> I,
0: I don't think so, man. I I don't think so at all. Both teams have tough schedules, but yeah. if anyone's going to lose worse, it's the Jags. I don't. I mean, hey, I got a shout out to the Jets though, man. Frank Gore caught the game winning pass. I, I mean, hey, that's <laughs> Frank <laughs> you know. Gore
1: was born in like 1941. Still playing, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love Frank Gore.
0: Yeah, but. but. You know. Talking about Mike McGlinchey and the offensive line, man, it was another abysmal day. And, I mean, I don't think,
1: he sucks.
0: Yeah, it's really bad. And, I mean, it feels like that – I don't know if the team will pick up his fifth-year option. I mean, it's, it's hard to will
1: just because, I mean, what's the alternative?
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say.
1: What else? What? are you going to get that's better or cheaper? I know it's going to be like $13 million for them to pick up his fifth year. But, I mean – you know, yeah. continuity. There's so many other free agents that I don't think you can afford to just like kick them out. And I really think that they're going to push this gaining weight thing that John Lynch talked about, which I've again, I've been saying all year, he's too skinny. You know, yeah.
0: they he, said on the broadcast, he was 310. Like, no, yeah. way. no yeah. way. No way. No way he was 310. He's like 210. No.
1: Anyway, <laughs> that is that his rookie card? Like we haven't been on CBS since he was a rookie. Is that what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just appeared. Yeah. Like- Ah, oh, man.
0: So I want to talk about the offense, though, because you said it earlier with Raheem Moster's injury. Do you feel like – so we know that Tevin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon are likely on their way out. I loved what I saw from Jeff Wilson today. I think he's earned his spot on the team next year. But Moster's injuries, you know, they just continue to stack up, and it raises the question that can he be durable enough to take on 10 to 15 carries? With this injury, Matt, does it feel like that they, they got to get another, like – well, okay, so Lane me phrase it this way. Do you feel like they need a primary running back who can take on 15 to 20 carries? or oh, they
1: just need this stable. stable just these yeah. guys that they can keep running through because, like, it's just it's one of those things where, they, again, Shanahan doesn't want a bell cow back in here. He doesn't want a 20-carry guy. That's not what this is about. Right. And we see Raheem Mostert, if the blocking's not there, he's not super effective. Right. I mean, just to be fair, when he's most effective is when somebody can get out in front of him and open that hole that allows Mostert to speed through. But he's not gonna create these holes on his own. And I actually think, you know, they're what they'll do is they'll just bring again, bring in another undrafted guy or bring in another late round guy or another free agent. That's what they do. They're just gonna rotate the running backs are expendable in this offense, you know, and good for most are getting his money while he could, but I think we understand now why you don't pay running backs. Um this right, right. key number one. One Coleman has been a disappointment and he makes five million dollars and that's way too much for him. Cargo plane McKinnon crashed on the runway. Get his (laughs) cargo plane ass out of here! Like no, no good. You know it's just no good, no good, man. Yeah, it's it's really bad.
0: So now this this kind of leads me to my next question because it's really interesting too. It's like obviously they don't never really have like a primary running back. Shanahan has almost never had that throughout his entire career. But you see that Shanahan wanted to lead off with Mostert. He wanted to give Mostert the majority of the carries until he got hurt, and then he had to go to Wilson because Mostert got hurt. Going yeah. next season, obviously they're going to keep Mostert, but would you would you personally keep Mostert as the first running back? Like, would you want to start him in games?
1: If there's no other option. Well, right. The thing is that people are too caught up on this. This happened with Tevin Coleman, too, when Tevin Coleman was starting. Like, it doesn't matter who who's out there first. They're going right. to rotate all the guys, and whoever has a hot hand is going to get more carries. That's just the nature of this offense, you know, and the way that Shanahan wants to do it is he wants to run the ball 35, 40 times a game. So it doesn't matter if you start the game, you're going to get touches if you're effective. So right. it's just getting guys in here that are going to be effective. So, Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is I saw a lot of people on social media today were like, oh, Travis Etienne looks good, or oh, some of these running backs look good. And sure they do, but Kyle Panahan's mantra or like his motive when building an offense has never been to draft a running back. Get Either get him in the late rounds or just go UDFA. And I mean, with everything going on with this team, too, it doesn't feel justified to take a running back early or even in the middle rounds. You
1: know what I mean? At, yeah, at worst, Etienne's going to go early second, probably right, at right. worst. You know, somebody like Najee Harris is going to be up there too. It just – you're not going to take those running backs. You're so yeah. that's got to go out like right off the bat, dude, you know.
0: Matt, Sherman is washed. What's going on? <laughs> What's going
1: on? <laughs> I watched him on, the, on a – it was like a third and a nine or whatever against Michael Gallup. And Gallup did just a curl route. It was like an 11-yard And Sherman was so slow coming out of his break to catch up to him. I was just like, what is – it's not even like – he was had his hips turned and was running like backwards. He was on a back pedal, yeah, and then stopped. And it just took him forever to get there. I just think that father time and his once little athleticism is being sapped away, and it's just oh like, yeah, he whiffed on that tight end tackle, which it, it, that was embarrassing.
0: That was bad. That was really bad, man. The tight end of all people. Hey, ever since the the contract talk thing, ever since he brought that up a few weeks ago, it's just. It's been tanking down with him. It's just, I mean, no surprise, you know. what I mean, I mean, it's it's. I think it's hard to look bad on a bad team because usually everyone's bad. And I'm not saying the Niners are bad; they've just been playing bad, especially because of quarterback. Yeah. Sherman is like really. really bad, dude. Sherman is like really bad to say the least.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Sherman's. He's gonna be gone. It's yeah. He's he's gonna be gone.
0: Yeah. Josh says, Lynch is going to have such a tough offseason. I have the feeling we're going to be in the building stage again with some key positions. This yeah. kind of goes back to what Matt was, early, was saying earlier though with quarterback. That's the thing. It's like, if you, say they do bring in like a Stafford or some type of seasoned veteran who who is very proven. I think they really, they keep that window cracked open because of the potential they bring to the offense. But I don't know if the Niners want to really try and fit something into that short-term window when drafting a quarterback really opens that window for 10 to 15 years, assuming it works out.
1: Right. Yeah. Why do you want – I don't understand the people that want retreads, unless it's, like, somebody who's gone for, like, a silly reason. Like a Derek Carr I could see taking a chance on, because he's having a great season. And it's not going to be because he's not playing well. It's going to be because him and John Gruden don't get along. That John Gruden likes somebody else or whatever, that would be a reason he would be available, right? Right. Right. But some of these other guys – and I see the people that still want Carson Wentz. Why?
0: Oh, no way. No. He
1: injured as much as Jimmy Garoppolo. And by the way, let's get this out of the way. He's got a $59.2 million dead cap hit. He's not going anywhere. Anywhere. He's going to sit. He came out and was like, trade me if I, if I can't play. The Eagles are not going to eat that money just for Carson Wentz. They're going to be like, sit down on the bench, shut your mouth, and <laughs> – get paid to do yeah,
0: that. Get paid and be quiet. Hold that clipboard.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a terrible contract. And you, you, you kind of contrast that with the Jimmy Garoppolo contract. And it's like, Parag looks like a genius because they can get out 2.8 million on the dead cap, but they have over 25 million in cap savings. So it's yeah. just like, Oh, that's, that's, that's easy money right there. Get rid of him.
0: Who who do you like better? Wentz or, uh, Wentz or Goff <laughs> <laughs> Neither. <laughs> Four-nines is gross. Car over Stafford.
1: Stafford's, so, got, Stafford's got a $20 million cap dead cap hit. He's not going anywhere. And he this turns is This is like people who are actually going to be available, not people that you think are going to be available. Detroit's not getting rid of Matt Stafford. Why would they? they? Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I think that's the thing, too, is like if, they, if you really believe in the quarterback can still elevate your level of play, which I think Stafford does. I don't think Detroit has a reason to keep him. Because I think I honestly think Detroit is they they need to fix the defense. But when you have Stafford, Staff, I think Stafford still makes their offense really good. We saw what happened today; he kept them in the yeah. game against Tennessee.
1: Stafford but, Stafford is really good. And if I had a choice, nothing else in consideration between Matt Stafford and Derek Carr, I choose Matt Stafford
0: because right. Matt is better. Oh yeah, by a mile. Right. I'm just
1: saying that the people that could logically be available because you know the Raiders can cut Derek Carr. I think it actually I think it's a free agent after this season.
0: Is he really? Maybe one more year? I think he might be.
1: But, you know, he'd actually, yeah, he'd actually, you know, out of the people that will actually be available, then, yeah, like, you know, I think Carr is out of the retreads is going to be the best one that's going to be available.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and like like I was saying, it's like Stafford will make your team better. I think he will. Whatever... Coaching staff that comes in has no reason to get rid of him. Honestly, they just need a better defense. The defense is fine, and that's why a lot of people are linking Robert Sala to that team because it's like if anyone can turn him around with an offense in place, it's Robert
1: Sala. So. They need, yeah, they need a running game too. It just can't yeah. be Matt Stafford throwing the ball all the time. They haven't had a thousand yard yeah. rusher in how long?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, AP has looked all right, but I mean, come on. Are you going to build your he's offense? Oh, really,
1: he's yeah. old. Like you draft yeah. DeAndre Swift and like then play him,
0: right? Allow him to grow. That's why I don't understand. I mean, well, there's a reason why, you know, Patricia got fired. (laughs) And that team is in a mess because they're running AP 20-plus times a game. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) other than
1: Brian Flores, that Belichick coaching tree is stinky.
0: So, Josh, the thing is, is that if the Niners wanted to get Stafford, I think they could. But like Matt's saying, I'm with them, too. It's like I can't see the team. They can't. It's a lot of money to begin with. You're basically cutting Garoppolo, and you're still adding Stafford, who's over $20 on the cap. You're yeah. also adding a quarterback who has who's starting to get nagging injuries. That's the thing is, the moment these guys start getting older, the nagging injuries start to slowly creep up. And Stafford turns 33 next year. Yeah. I still think he's got great talent, but the team shouldn't be looking to get older. They should be get they should be looking to get younger and cheaper.
1: And yeah, so exactly. cheaper is the key because with how many free agents they have, if you're just cutting Jimmy G to go get Matt Stafford, that doesn't fix your interior O line. It doesn't fix the plethora of free agents you have in the secondary. It doesn't fix fix your thinness at certain positions like linebacker. you've not you know you can't go out and get like maybe a a free agent mid level edge rusher to complement you know if you want to go that route. It cuts you off from doing a whole bunch of stuff so you know i I don't think that that's really feasible. For right. sort of bloodline Carr signed through 2023. Okay, I didn't know. I thought he
0: was going to be a no. I have the contract right here, though. So after this season, uh Carr has two years left. He's got a 22 million cap hit next year, but two and a half dead cap. The year after is 19 million and no dead cap. So, so the Raiders so, can move on from Carr. Okay, lose so no money. Is
1: that pre June
0: first? The dead cap. Let's see. Uh, Spot rack has it as yeah pre June first.
1: So how much in dead cap?
0: Two and a half million.
1: Okay, so then they can cut him and it'd be nothing because they'd end up saving, like, whatever the rest of his contract is.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, Someone said, suggest we go get Andy Dalton. No, Aaron. No. No. You see, Matt, you saw the people the other night when the Raiders played saying, oh, that Niners should go get Mariota. Like, no way. No. He's CJ Beathard.
1: Just, like, and I want to address this. Like, anytime I talk about a guy that, you know, I want or whatever – I am looking at it from like a salary cap perspective because real life isn't Madden football. So I'm not looking at it from the Madden perspective. It's always going to be real life. So, but yeah, these people that are just like, oh, get this retread. Oh, get this retread. No way. Why they're not star quarterbacks because they're not star quarterbacks. Right. I want a star quarterback. So I think the best thing the 49ers can do is draft their guy, whoever it is, go and get him. Give up extra draft capital. Who cares? Just go get them. It, that's it
0: the with, yeah, see, that's the thing with this draft class, too, is that, I mean, you can knock Fields, you can knock Wilson all you want. Every quarterback is going to have to knock. That's just how it is, except for Trevor Lawrence. But the thing is, too, is people got to factor in it. And it seems like that people aren't getting it across is that when are the Niners going to pick top 10 again? You know what I mean? And sure. in, even if they're not top 10, say they're 10 or 11, when are they going to be in primary position to trade up without having to give up too much? And a trade-up's always going to cost a lot. But, I mean, to be 10 or 11 and have to trade up, and if you can get a Fields or a Wilson, I mean, that that's a whole different level of taking the offense to the
1: next step. Right. Yeah, and, I mean, the Jets thing kind of puts that into whack. So, like, if, if Jacksonville decides to take Trevor Lawrence, maybe whoever comes in for the Jets likes Zach Wilson more than Justin Fields and they take Zach Wilson, then it's a, okay, do you like Justin Fields enough to go get him? Or if they take Justin Fields and Zach Wilson's still there, do you like him enough to go get him? Or are you okay with your evaluation of Trey Lance? Like there's a lot that's going to go into it. However, like you said, how many times are they going to pick inside the top 10? And here's the other thing. If you have your elite quarterback outside of the Houston Texans who are a terribly run franchise and are rooting Deshaun Watson, uh, how, how often are you going to actually pick in the top 10 again? Kansas City's right. not picking in the top 10 for the next 10 years. Right. When was the last time Pittsburgh picked inside the top 10? Or the Saints, or, or like
0: whatever yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, and then Aaron says it here: we need a mobile quarterback. Guys cannot fix our O line enough. I think, you know, those times more often than not when the O line gives our quarterbacks good position, it's just or good blocking. It's just Mullins makes it look so bad. Mullins makes it look so atrocious. And then I know you can kind of, I mean, Justin School's right guard not ideal. Mike McGlinchey, I mean, he needs to add weight. Mike McGlinchey needs to put on some kind of weight. But really, Matt, the Niners just need a quarterback that can just read and just break a play down in front of him if it's not there. And I I feel like they haven't had that in a long time.
1: No, and I don't think that Mullins is that guy. You know, I don't think that Garoppolo is that guy. I know he had his little moments of mobility before the ACL injury, but he's definitely not that now. You don't need a guy that's like Lamar Jackson but maybe a guy who's a little more Aaron Rodgers than he is Peyton Manning. You know what I mean? Like a guy who can move on his feet, even just move in the pocket and has good pocket mobility. Right. That's a guy that you can go get. That would yeah. be much more, uh, much more advantageous to have than just a pure pocket passer. And you can see it with, you know, Dwayne Haskins was one of the best college quarterbacks that I've seen in a long time, but he's a statue and he can't get anywhere. So no. he's very yeah. ineffective in the pros because he can't move around. And I think it's, I think that Shanahan's finally coming around on that. Like, listen, I don't need a pure runner, a Michael Vick, a Lamar Jackson, but I do need a guy who can move around a little bit, extend plays and then, you know, do something off script every now and again to make a play. Cause right now it's like, if they don't get perfect protection, they're in trouble. And yeah. the other thing I think too is that, you know, the 49ers quarterbacks, even Jimmy Garoppolo, they're kind of short, you know, six, six, one, right? 6'2", six, 6'2", two.
0: Six, two, yeah. Mullins, Mullins is
1: six one, one? yeah. CJ, CJ is six three or six four, I think. But he's—I mean—he's just not good. That's different. <laughs> but I mean, how many times do we see? And I don't see it as much with CJ, but definitely with Nick Mullins and Jimmy Garoppolo, their passes get batted down all the time.
0: Mullins had like five passes today, five or six. Yep. It was really bad. Yeah. Oh,
1: man, no. I'm not that, saying that size always matters, but if your guy can't climb in the pocket or, you know, do the things that, like, Drew Brees does where he finds a slot in between guys, you're, I mean, I even saw it with Kyler Murray today. Kyler Murray had a few passes batted down. You need guys that can see over the top. And, you know, that's why you you get a guy like uh, Justin Justin Fields, 6'3". You know, Zach Wilson, I think, is 6'3", 6'4". So right. you're getting these guys that are a little bit bigger, and I think that would be advantageous to go along with you know, mobile, mobile uh mobility
0: as, as it were. So. That's, yeah. See, I kind of want to kind of expand on that a bit too. Is that when you have a quarterback, who's like six, one or six, two, those inches make such a huge difference in terms of getting throws over the top of linemen. And I mean, that's one of like big Ben's biggest things is that he throws. I mean, obviously he's big Ben. But having that big style quarterback, he can get throws over the top of defensive linemen and prevent those passes from being batted down. you have Mullins and Garoppolo, who, won, they don't necessarily already have a high release. When you're kind of coming just above the shoulder at like a three-quarter, those passes are going to get batted that's down. Yeah, especially Jimmy, too. And, I mean, Jimmy's not the quickest to begin with. So, I mean, the releases are quick, but that's just kind of what Shanahan's offense has dialed up for him. Yeah. Aaron says, time to root for the three-to-five win teams for draft position. Go Cowboys, yuck. Hey, man, you know, I mean, they got to get their quarterback. They got yeah,
1: So for the Cowboys, I'm not worried about the Cowboys. The Cowboys finish below us, like, or a higher draft pick than us. They're going to re-sign Dak Prescott. So, like, they're not in the quarterback market. I'm worried about the teams that are. So uh, maybe a, an Atlanta Falcons team or, you know, maybe a Chicago Bears team or something like that. Right. Even the Panthers, too. Ty, I wanted to – so somebody pointed this out in the chat today, and I thought it was really poignant that it it was like a tweet from somebody. And it's like, isn't it interesting that nobody has ever talked about the 49ers and potentially trying to rework Jimmy's deal? I don't think they want to. I think they're going to. So here's here's what I think is going to happen. They're not going to say anything on Jimmy Garoppolo. They're going to go through the entire draft process. If they can get their guy, they're going to draft their guy and either cut or trade Garoppolo immediately. If they can't get their guy, they're going to try to rework Garoppolo, and if they can't, then they might cut him and bring in another free agent. That's what I foresee happening because they have to you i mean the draft happens um you know like so the new league year starts the free agency, there's stuff like that they're, they might have to make a move before then, but if they don't, like they're gonna hold off on Garoppolo as long as they can. But the fact that they haven't talked about restructuring him is really telling to me that I don't think that they necessarily want to. I don't think they like him, especially Kyle. I don't think Kyle likes him at all. No.
0: You can probably go back to last year's games, too, and see how many times uh, Shanahan threw his hands up in the air saying, oh, my God, Garoppolo missed that throw, or oh, my God, he threw too high. But I what you said there kind of at the end is that they don't necessarily want to rework Garoppolo, and if a quarterback's not there, even if they trade up and something happens. Or they just don't want to trade up for a quarterback. Can you justify yeah. them taking a quarterback in the second round at that case?
1: No. you got to go get your guys. Yeah. You don't want uh, to. Uh, th- listen, these, these, these second or third round guys, like you can't. You can't. No, no, no. No more. Go right. get a superstar. Go get a superstar. Yeah. Josh, Hutch- Josh Hutchins, I want to point out real quick. Actually, the 49ers are 11th. If the draft was today, they're yeah. 11th because right. they lose the tiebreaker to – uh, the Cowboys, the Chargers, and the Lions due to strength of schedule. Ah, that's brutal. Yeah.
0: Fortnite, no one wants a 24 million cheerleader.
1: Nope, Man. but appara- apparently the Eagles are going to have a $59 million cheerleader.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, golf might be on his way too if he keeps losing these games.
1: I really don't no. think that's in golf. Yeah. I mean, listen, the Rams didn't do what they needed to do today, but it's not like, like the de- the defense gave up 23 points to the Jets. The Jets, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think the Jets were un- um plus 18 18 and a half
0: points <laughs> to cover. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> unreal,
1: absolutely unreal. But I mean, like Darnold looked like a guy that you're like, "Oh, this might be a guy." But right. oh, he might be a player. So, to me, like that was more to me that was more on the defense than it was on the offense. And I think that's a lot of of the issue with the with the Rams is Defensively, they're not that great. No, no.
0: They're Aaron Donald and Ramsey, and that's it. Yeah. You know what? Someone said too is that uh, the Niners' wins over the Rams don't look as impressive because the Jets won. I kind of, I kind of disagree with that because it's like you have the Niners who came in.
1: I mean, they lost both. I hate that. That, Right. Yeah, that perspective sucks.
0: Yeah, it's so bad.
1: (laughs) It doesn't matter because they lost to the Jets. Like people
0: lose. Yeah, it happens, right? The
1: NFL is any given Sunday, and it's about this type of season that you put together. And the fact that the Rams have this many wins and the 49ers have beaten them twice, just because the Jets beat them too doesn't take away from the 49ers' wins. I mean, that doesn't take away from the fact that the 49ers have been historically injured this year and have had so many people out in a year where they're not playing at their home stadium because they're not allowed to. That doesn't take away from that. You know, that, that's such a – that's a reductionist take. That's – Yeah. <laughs> we're warriors that don't know anything. It's, it's well, cool what it is. It's like last
0: year, right? It's like when the Niners lost to the Falcons. No one said, like, oh, that just means that the Niners beating whoever or losing to whoever doesn't look as good. You know? Right. I mean, I, I don't think any of us really thought the Niners were going to lose to the Falcons last year. And then, no. you know, going into Seattle, that game was huge. But it right. happened. It was football. It's part of right. the sport. But, kind of, Matt, kind of talking about quarterbacks a little bit, I think the writing's on the wall that the team doesn't want to Yeah. Well. Yeah. They, they want to go after a quarterback. Do you feel like that tri- – like, okay, where where is Zach Wilson territory? Obviously, it's top five. Can you see the Niners getting I up? I actually don't
1: five? think he's top five. I don't think they're no. going to go top five. Really? Yeah, no. I just don't think that there's – so Jacksonville and the Jets are probably taking one. I don't think Cincinnati – I mean, Cincinnati's not. They're taking Panay that's who they're taking. They're going right. to take – Carolina's number four. they They're on the hook for Bridgewater, so they're probably not going to take a quarterback. You have Atlanta F five. They're on the hook for Matt Ryan. They could potentially take one, but do you waste a year of that rookie contract to sit behind Matt Ryan or do you let Matt Ryan rock for one more year, especially with the new coaching staff who you don't know is going to be there on a short preparation time, exactly why Shanahan didn't. I think the the range for Zach Wilson is anywhere from five to ten. And so you got to feel comfortable moving up there. And as you get closer to the draft, you're going to see movement happen with, you know, okay, maybe this guy comes in and, you know, the, the, all the teams talk to each other, you know. It's not like e- everything's a huge secret. To some extent, you keep your cards close to your vest, but it's pretty obvious when all the scouts are there, if you you know, you're going to these college games and you're like, oh, the Falcons scout is here again for this quarterback. Mm, they might be looking forward. You can kind of – Infer as to who these people are looking for. Right, right. right.
0: So, yeah, I just – yeah. It, I mean, man, they got to go after a quarterback, though. It was really bad today. Yeah. The bay, turnover and penalties killed us. I mean, the penalties – I didn't really notice the penalties stood out to me as much. As I noticed
1: a slim Mike penalty.
0: Well, I yeah. I mean, hey, he's good for a couple of weeks, though. <laughs> he's yeah. good for – but the turnovers, though, man, I mean, it's – so, so, I want to get my stance.
1: It was eight, it was eight straight games with at least two turnovers.
0: Yeah, some, I, they had, terrible. They, had a turn, they have 22 turnovers now in the past eight games. 22. That's an average of about almost two it's per almost, game. It's almost three per game. Three, yeah. Sorry, my math sucks. <laughs> okay, so this is, I mean, Kyle Shanahan said it in his presser today. He was like, Nick Mullins' turnover in the fourth quarter or something didn't really justify me having to take him out. Like, because you know how earlier in the week Shanahan was like, oh, turnovers, you know, if Mullins goes out and makes turnovers again, we can't, you know, I have to pull him out or, you know, we can't stand return Yeah. Do you feel like that the Niners should have went with Beathard earlier in the game or did they just have to rock it with Mullins?
1: It doesn't matter. They both suck. Like, that's the thing. It doesn't, at this point, it doesn't matter. And everybody knows it doesn't matter. Like, People who are like, they should just put CJ in. Well, obviously they practice during the week and there's stuff during practice that they're like, no, nah, we got to stay with him. <laughs> <Oof.
0: laughs>
1: right? And like, part of it is, like, again, I said this and this is like half tongue in cheek. I think Shanahan likes Bethard more. So he doesn't want to put him in a position where it's going to like just ruin him. Right? Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Bethard is a guy that he's going to keep around to hold the clipboard and help out the young guys. And you know, he's the, he's the locker room mascot, if you will. He's going to be that guy, the Josh McCown guy, that's going to be around for fifteen years and doesn't the the Chase Daniels right oh, Chase Daniels yeah. for his entire like fifty thousand year career. He's so Drew Brees, I know, except backup so Drew Brees and backup Patrick Mahomes, right? That, his whole career, and it's just like, come on, man.
0: CJ throws a hell of a better deep ball. Newbie, what
1: happened, game? Here, yeah. what happened
0: on the Saints game? What happened on the deep ball in the Saints game? The Richie James, the one that was underthrown by like I don't, know. I
1: don't know what that was. Maybe <laughs> I don't know what. But this one was like legit over sixty five yards in the air.
0: That was a dime. You know, like,
1: I saw him fade further back too, and I'm like, he's gonna launch this thing. Yeah, and he's
0: like, out. It was <laughs> a dime though. And, I don't know. A,
1: and of course Kendrick Bourne makes the tough catch. Yeah. <laughs> of course yeah. he yeah. does.
0: Yeah. Hey, he's still going the reason the team should bring him back next year, though. I, I still like Bourne. I thought I liked As, what I saw from him.
1: Well, we talked about, me and Zach talked about this, too. As like yeah. a three or four, Bourne is solid. Like, Yeah, keep him around. I think he should be kept around. It's just when you get into the territory when, like, Ayuk and Debo were both out and KB's, like, your number one, that's when you're going to be in trouble because you don't want but, him to be number one.
0: Nubi also says, Niners need to solve the injury issue. Man, I I mean, injuries How? happen in the sport. The- you know? Yeah, I do. I mean you're,
1: there's you're, no way. Like like perfect example today. How do you prevent Jimmy Ward getting knocked out cold when he's trying oh, to make a play? Like, yeah. That's just that's yeah. just football. Really How do you prevent bad. somebody from fall like yeah. rolling up on Nick Bosa? You can't. That's just a freak accident. How do you get right. Quinn you know, Williams rolling up on Jimmy that caused this whole issue? This isn't what like the training staff is doing. Now if you have like conditioning issues like with Debo, that's definitely something to look at and those are preventable things. The muscle strains and stuff like that. That's a, a conditioning and nutrition issue that with better flexibility training, better conditioning, better diet, better whatever, you can kind of mitigate some of those. But like these major injuries, there's no way that you can prevent those. That's just, no, that no. is what it is. That's football, yeah. you know, and it's, we've just historically snake bit this year. That's all
0: right. 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 I mean, so many high ankle sprains though. I mean, same thing. You know, what I mean, it happens. Yeah. It absolutely happens. Hey, the conditioning thing though, man, until you pointed that out, I didn't realize Debo had a little gun on him. Yeah. <laughs> Debo had a little gun I mean, on him. Go before. back and
1: look at like his like even <laughs> his like just his arms. Look how cut his arms are last year versus what they were this year. And you can see a complete difference. He's softer.
0: Yeah, he's he yeah, he he put a few pounds on him, man. He looks like he's ready to be a running back. Aaron says, "I'm wondering if the Niners really limit Ayuk snaps. I I don't think you can. Not with rookie. Nah, you got to let, let those rookies play, man. That I
1: mean, <sighs> it's not like you're coming back from an injury like George Kittle. They're not going to play George Kittle now. Like to no. no. just sit. you know. But for a guy who who hasn't been injured, who's just out there playing, like you don't stop football players from playing football on the off chance that they're going to get injured. If you right. play scared like that, you're never going to win anything. And no. I know it's not about winning right now." But it's definitely about development. And him seeing the field and getting the most snaps possible is going to be best for his long-term development.
0: I still – I mean, you're right, first and foremost. But I want to talk about Ayuk a little more, man. I don't understand why – Richie James had another fumble on the punt. He's got to stop. Yeah. The punt returns ridiculous.
1: By the way, let's not let Trent Taylor off the hook either because his his non-fair catch that the ball got down at the two-yard line, that was a huge mistake. On that his was game. bad.
0: Yeah, that was really bad. Yeah, I don't understand why those guys don't try and catch it to begin with. I mean, even if it's a couple extra yards, you've got to limit that happening. Puncher, I mean, I feel like punchers are getting better these days anyways, and that's like all I see are balls down at the 5 or 10 if the team doesn't go for it on fourth. Right. But so wh- I don't get why Kyle Shanahan had saving Ayuk for the fourth quarter on punt returns. It's like the third or fourth game in a row he's used them in the fourth quarter. I I don't see why.
1: I just – well, that's that's an area where you don't want to put somebody at risk for injury. Okay. That's the one area because, like, you know, as a rookie, you can tell him, in this situation, this is what you're going to do, but that really comes with experience. And if he's back there and maybe he feels a punt that he shouldn't and then he get, he gets just smashed, but you right. don't want to take that chance, you know. Right. Put the expendable guys back there. Put James back there and Taylor back there because <laughs> they don't care. It doesn't matter for them. right. Yeah.
0: Do you feel like – so with quarterbacks, too, it's kind of the same thing. Well, not really. Let me get this right first. So, like, what the Eagles did with Jalen Hurts, for example, they put him in for, like, one play. Same with Tua. They put him in for one play or one drive just to kind of get him up to game speed. Do you feel like that same concept applies to punt returns? Because, I mean, we know – we've seen what Ayub does on punt returns. I mean, he's a dynamic dude, but to not let him go – and I know it's an injury thing, but you'd feel at the least they want to get him kind of more exposed to returning punts.
1: There's no control, though. Like, if you, so if you put Jalen Hurts in on a play, right? Let's say it's like a wildcat play or something like that. You have control over that play. You know what that play is. You know where everybody's job is. But on a punt return, you have no idea where the ball's going. You have no idea if the gunners are going to push their guy out of bounds or if they're going to get a free release. You know, are you pump blocking? Are you, you know, doing like punt safe man? Like, are you, you know, whatever, whatever? You have no idea. Is it going to be a 40 yard punt or a 60 yard punt? You can't tell ahead of time. So there's too many variables to just be like, well, we can put them out here and get them up to game speed because it's not the type of play that you have on offense when it's a scripted play and everybody has a defined role for that particular play. You know, you're not going to have a wide receiver who's like, I'm supposed to run a dig route, but screw that. I'm going to run a curl instead. Like <laughs> yeah. that That's not what happens. On a punt return, anything can happen, you know, so they can get blocked. And then what happens? Like if it gets partially blocked and he has to run up and field it, or takes a funky bounce and he tries to field it, or not try to field it. So too yeah. many variables there, and especially with a rookie, he's having he's having enough on his plate trying to learn the playbook and being as dynamic as possible on the offense where they have control to put him in there on special teams, where you can potentially risk him getting hurt and you have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah,
0: newbie says CD Lamb looked good. look damn good on punt return. CD yeah. Lamb looked good in general. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, not in her. I mean, Amari yeah. Cooper, I think Amari Cooper got shut down though. I don't even think he his name called upon today?
1: Um, he had he had a catch at some yeah. point. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know exactly what his what what happened with him, but I think they were. I mean, I know what happened with him. It was Andy Dalton, really. But yeah, Mari Cooper had two catches for ten yards. That wasn't good. No, not
0: at all. But CD and Michael Gallup both had well respected days. Yeah. So you know,
1: I want to uh, hold. On. I want to address something newbie newbie says in the comments. I am going to defend Jimmy G on this. Go ahead. Jimmy G threw that bad screen and shortened Kittle's season. Shortened it by one game. The foot injury that Kittle has now, it has no relation to that screen pass. There are two entirely different injuries. That was that was a knee for Kittle. That was like a knee sprain, not the foot that he broke his foot. Like, that's just a freak injury. Yeah. That, and that's what I'm talking about, about these freak injuries. That's not on anybody, really. It happens. And even on that, that Jimmy G screen – yeah, it put Kittle up in the air, but guess what? He was back down on the ground with his knee flexed when he got hit and Buda Baker went low. So blame Buda Baker, who loves George Kittle's knees for some reason. Yeah. So, I mean, I, even I, if I, that properly, dude. it doesn't guarantee that, that Buddha still wouldn't have hit him in that knee. So
0: Yeah. I Shoot, I mean, Jimmy G's screen passes aren't that good to begin with, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, oh, on the sure. they
1: throw him, he's not good at them.
0: Yeah. Here we go. Do you think Niners will bring back Juice? I feel they won't, but I hope so.
1: It's going to depend on how much he wants.
0: Yeah. I, I can't justify paying. I mean, with the salary cap next season, on top of having to resign, or not even resign, just bring back at least five or ten of the 40 guys that are going, in, including Juice being one of them. I can't. What's his salary now? He makes about five or six per year, I think.
1: Oh, like. he's, uh, yeah, maybe like six and a half. I, I can't
0: see them doing that.
1: No, but th- that's what I'm saying, it depends on how much. Like he's super underutilized, so they can go and get a guy. Uh, like if they just want a guy to block, they can go and get that guy. That's not yeah. gonna be a big deal. But right. you know, I mean Juice Today had a couple of super dynamic plays that
0: yeah, someone like, finally hit him I, on a rook.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like why don't they use him more? I don't get it. So Yeah,
0: I mean to pay him that much, just have him be a glorified blocker when I mean he got blown up blocking last week too. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's really bad. I mean, if they do let Juice walk though, I can see them, you know, replacing fullback. Maybe they bring back Daniel Helm, bring back someone who's familiar to position or just another fullback. Yeah. I can totally see him doing that. But I just, five to six million yeah. per year, convert, man. That's convert,
1: convert, yeah, convert one of the tight ends to, to fullback. Right. That's what they were doing,
0: Daniel Helm. Yeah. yeah. And he was, a fullback too. Hospitable. The league makes guys hit lower now, so you get more leg injuries now. I mean,
1: Dude, yeah. I mean that that is what it is. 4-9 bloodline, it's called a hospital ball. That wasn't a hospital ball. A hospital ball is a slant that you throw high and the guy has to jump for it over the middle with a safety bearing down. Throwing right. it to the flat and he jumped and he landed and then got hit after he already landed and was turned upfield. That's not a hospital ball, dude. That's Buda Baker going low. Like that's just a, yeah. that's a ball. That happens. It, it's
0: part of the game, man. No,
1: it wasn't a good ball, but that's not a hospital ball, and that's not why George Kittle got hurt. Come on. Nah, let's, that's... Blame, let's blame Jimmy for real stuff, not for made up stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just.
1: It wasn't, by all means, it wasn't a good pass. But to say that's what got George Kittle injured and take all of the, the onus off of Buddha Baker going straight at his knee off of Buddha Baker. When Buddha Baker's done that before. So yeah, last I, year when it, last year it, we happened to no. Kittle, was that on Jimmy too? On that, on that, on that shovel? That shovel to, to, I think it was the running back and George Kittle was coming back to do the block and then Buda went right into his knee. Yeah, right into it. It was bad. It was really that's bad. Just, I think Yuschek got hurt because somebody went at his knee. Like, dude, that's how they're That's how DBs are doing it these days. They're going at people's knees. That's, that's how it goes.
0: It's part of the game. I mean, the game's changing. Unfortunately. We see, yeah. We see all the roughing the passer calls get, you know, these days anyways. It's like DBs and guys in general can't really afford to hit high. Yeah. I mean now I mean, I
1: would, honestly, I would rather have guys going at other guys' knees than going at their heads because concussions are crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: I'd you rather know, have punching at at fifty five, sixty, you don't want to be like not even able to eat your own soup. You know. It's, yeah. Okay. It's it's tough. It, you're limited in what you can do. I mean, and a guy like Buda Baker is significantly smaller than George Kittle. And if it was like heads up, we know that George Kittle's gonna dribble him like a basketball right off the ground. So what's he gonna do?
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, Talking about the defensive side of the ball, though, man. Eric Armstead. He finally played today. I didn't even realize he was on the team.
1: I thought the world, I thought the world was ending. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Eric Armstead got a sack.
0: Armstead's playing? What are you talking about?
1: I was <laughs> like, did the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse just ride by? What's going on? 2020, who would
0: have known? <laughs> oh my God. I know. I couldn't believe I even heard it his name.
1: A, it was on a sweet delayed blitz into a stunt. It was like.
0: Yeah.
1: What a drawn up defensive play, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he went unblocked though. I mean, I he finally capitalized on that. Just yeah, hit him. I mean, phew, you know,
1: Kinlaw was a beast though today. Kinlaw oh was yeah, he they nailed that pick. Him, it, it, I mean, explain to me, explain to me how that wasn't a fumble, Andy Dalton. So that that's what and didn't no, make sense no, to me. Yeah. So it's like that was a fumble, 100%. That was a fumble.
0: The ball, he didn't even have clear possession when the ball went in his waist. It was loose. It was clearly yeah. loose. It, that was That's crazy. I mean, ref So hey, I'll, I'll take the loss, though. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, but
1: it's it, that, that. was one of those things where, like, okay, so if if the threshold for having control is having the ball on your hand, then why was Nick Mullins fumble a fumble? Yeah, because he, <laughs> he You want it both ways. You can't have it both ways. Right, that takes away a great force fumble from Kinlaw, who just went in there and just like gorillaed the ball and and not. Oh my and god!
0: He, yeah, you he saw it he and
1: just like boom! Just
0: yeah. <laughs> he nailed that thing. He nailed that ball, dog. Mm.
1: There was a little scrum too that that Kinlaw got in when he got in the dude's face. And I was like, "Why are you getting in Kinlaw's face? He will kill you." I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, I, I, dude. He played so well today. I was very impressed with Javon Kinlaw.
0: He looked me too. Great. Me too. I mean, it's a lot of people who are saying that, oh, you know, Kinlaw's not going to fill up the box score. Of course he's not. He's not playing next to Bosa and Ford. I mean, he's got a very underperforming Eric Armstead. But I think that's what gets me the most exciting about Kinlaw is that he's doing all of this without the supporting cast. Yeah. Not to knock Hyder and the other guys, because Hyder's been good too. But Kinlaw is just manhandling offensive linemen, and he's making it look easy. I think he's making it look really easy.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and you know he's he's there to set up the table. You know he's not the, again, defensive tackles outside of Aaron Donald traditionally aren't huge like stat guys, but what they do no. is they they eat up double teams so that the edge rushers can go one on one. So yeah, they do
0: the dirty work. I mean, Kilow has been doing that all season, and it's yeah. like, yeah. Uh, well, the Niners shouldn't have traded Buckner away. It's like
1: newbie, 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 newbie. The call on the field is not a fumble. Yeah, but it was very clear that it was a fumble. Yeah.
0: That's what I didn't get is he lost possession on the initial hit and he never even had any type of recovery when the ball went down into It's not the- like
1: he retucked it. No. No, not at all. I mean, what he did was so 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 if a receiver, right? They have the ball, they have it, they're going to the ground and it comes loose and he traps it with his body and it touches the ground, is that a catch? No. So why, if Andy Dalton traps it with his forearm, why is that not a fumble? After Kim Law already made the ball go from his right hand to his left, and he just kind of, like, was trying to regain
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: He didn't yeah. have a when he went to the ground. That's a fumble. So, I mean, it's just... That was terrible officiating.
0: Uh, yeah. Refs being refs.
1: Yeah. It's, it's no surprise, though. But, <sighs> hey,
0: man, either way, I'm really happy with Kim Law. His deb- he's come along really oh, yeah. fast, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, since the Saints game, I think he's, he's turned it up 100%. 100%. And then as for the rest of the defense, man, I, they gave up, what was the final score, 41? I That last touchdown.
1: Of the yeah, game, I mean, that, that, that yeah. CD Lamb touchdown, whatever. Yeah. It's fine.
0: And then the Tony Pollard. I mean, you saw the defense was tired, man. You saw after that Mullins pick, that was, you know. Yeah. I they counted for, God, after the pick, 31 points off turnovers. 31 points off turnovers. I
1: Yeah, and you're not going to win that way.
0: No, not at all. And, I mean, Robert Sala solidified his case as to why he should be a head coach is that he kept the team in the game up until Mullins screwed it for him. So I was well, yeah,
1: Mullins yeah. accounted for three of the turnovers and then the Richie James fumble on the punt return. Yeah. Richie James had a couple of drops today. That was ugly. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, Ayuk looked great. River Craycraft had a catch. That's the boy. <laughs> Kendrick Bourne himself had, you know, a couple of really
1: good days. He had a few catches. Yeah. Ayuk late.
0: So, yeah, give me those garbage time stats.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. something else earlier, and I want to address it because it was up in the comments like way, way earlier at the beginning. Um, about Ford's cap. Uh, oh, if, have, if D Ford retires, does anybody know his cap implications? If he retires, we're off the hook entirely. His yeah. Gone. yeah, I so.
0: mean. Resign Hyder and play some him opposite Bosa. I think Hyder played himself out of the contract. I think Hyder's played himself out of uh, resigning
1: with the team. I don't know. I think I. I don't know. I don't, it's going to depend because on a on a on a off year, a guy who nobody has ever heard of had a really good season. Are they going to say, "Well, show it me again"? Or I think they have the potential to bring him back on a short term deal, like a two year deal, right. for reasonable money. But yeah.
0: That, yeah. I mean, that that makes me think of Blair, too. I think they're going to try and bring back Blair
1: also on a really cheap deal. You know? Uh Yeah, I don't know. At this point, Ronald Blair gets injured so much that I'm like, mm. Yeah. It, shoot.
0: Can Ronald break out when those comes back? Whew.
1: Dude, if they're both on the same side of the ball, holy crap. Yeah. Oh, my God. Eh, man. You just not do anything on the left side of your offense. Just. Just good luck. Just roll out right every play. Let's yeah.
0: I just, it's even more exciting too because when the Niners can finally put Armstead back inside where he was really good last season, I think the defensive line still has all the potential to be just as good. But a lot of that too is going to stem from who they're going to bring in as a DC next year. I've seen someone in the chat earlier said Dan Quinn. I I could see them bringing in Dan Quinn. I could also see them going internally.
1: Listen, we're counting our chickens before the hash. Let's just say even Robert Sala wants to leave. So I don't see that. I'm not gonna talk about I'm not gonna talk about that stuff before we even know. Because there's no Yeah, yeah I, If he doesn't okay, leave, then we're yeah. just spinning our wheels on stuff that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he could go to Detroit or somewhere else, but there's no guarantee that he's going to. So I mean yeah. at this point we're just it's pure speculation. So I'm more worried about players than I am about coaches.
0: Yeah, bringing back players. And just, I don't want to bring
1: in Dan Quinn. If if we were going to replace anybody, just uh, just upgrade D'Amico Ryan's and make him defensive. Right, playing. right.
0: Yeah, I, I was reading an article too that was like, so if they if they don't go internally, someone said Vic Fangio, and I was like, no, no. they can't do defensive scheme change.
1: Yeah, right, they're not going to go back to a three. They don't have the personnel to run a three-four, dude. No, this, no. this is the Twitter stuff that makes me mad. People just say stuff like it's again, like it's mad. Like you can just go in there and you're like, well, no, I'm gonna now I'm going to run a three four. Now I'm going to run a yeah. am going to run a five two. Like <laughs> they, you, you
0: up, they go do. up with schemes in the coaches tag. Right,
1: yeah, <laughs> Personnel matters. <laughs> Personnel matters, dude. Like I don't understand how this is so hard. People still are like, go and get Carson Wentz, fifty nine point two million a dead cap. Even if the <laughs> wanted to do that all day. There's no way that the Eagles are just gonna eat fifty nine million dollars off of their cab. Right.
0: Right. Same with Matt Ryan too. I can't like
1: thirty percent of their cap. They're not <laughs> gonna do that.
0: And they, they still lose out on money over four years too. It's not really? just one year also. It's I I just the Carson One stuff is crazy, man. It's and the Carson and Dalton and Stafford, I just it's just
1: like, put anybody, put any quarterback name out there on Twitter, and a 49er fan will be like, man, I'd love to have him.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> I've seen the Trubisky stuff too, dude. Don't, I mean, that's a
1: rabbit hole. That <laughs> was in a Matt Mayoko mailbag, and I was like, oh, oh, I saw no, that. Oh, no. I would no, even pick that Oh, no, no, no. no.
0: <laughs> I mean, so it's like, I think Shanahan could get a lot out of the Trubisky. It's just, it wouldn't be much.
1: <laughs> I don't think that he could. Like, it's, I, I actually think Matt Nagy is a good coach. I yeah. don't think that he can do anything uh, as far as, like, Mitch Trubisky isn't going to – you're not going to have – he can't throw to his left. No. And I challenge you to find me 10 good Mitch Trubisky throws to his left. He doesn't do it.
0: I'd say 10 good throws. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> lot, no, Trubisky won today for Minnesota, but a lot of people are forgetting that they didn't pick up his fifth-year option, so he's really in the contract here. Yeah. And of course, he's going to try and play well in the
1: contract. They got benched for, he got benched for Nick Foles and then got unbenched because Nick Foles really sucked. <laughs> you know?
0: It's it's a mess with these guys all the way around.
1: Shani just- needs to get a guy that's his from the start that he doesn't have to overwrite bad habits with. Right. I, I just want spend a year to do that.
0: I just want a quarterback that can hit all levels of the field. You know, they need someone who can just go downfield consistently. And I don't mean like having like Drew Locke where he's throwing 15 yards per attempt, which is insane. It's just – it's a quarterback that can just – you can threaten defenses downfield. We don't have anyone that can do that, uh, uh except for Beathard. I mean, Beathard threw a dime today. <laughs> right. But, but they,
1: they each have their weaknesses. Beathard can't throw between numbers. And he's a pocket. And he's yeah. just in the pocket. So, I mean.
0: It's bad. They they got to get a quarterback, man. That's just where it starts. Yeah. No defensive ends. I mean, I we need O line and secondary, but if they're in a position to get a quarterback in the first round, that
1: always kills me so bad. The people that are like, let's go edge, I'm like, stop. We're not oh, going to no. edge again, dude.
0: Bob says, I've never seen one team have so many injuries as we did. No excuses implied.
1: Yeah, it's, it's part of the it's game. Reminiscent of like the the mid 2000s Chargers teams. Oh. That just were always hurt.
0: That feels like them now. Those dudes are still yeah.
1: getting out there. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, dude, they're so, like, in non-strike seasons, this is the most players we've ever had play one or more games for the team. That's so crazy.
0: Yeah, that's unbelievable. nine says, no Chris-Chris-Yerick DC talk. I, you can't even talk about DCs until Solid officially leaves. You, Matt said it earlier.
1: You just can't yeah. Care. Plus, I mean, if you – I don't know. Yeah. So. It's, I mean,
0: it it depends. I mean, everyone's also saying, too. I don't like, want
1: to take away from the line position.
0: Yeah. I, see, Aaron's got – Zoolander can't turn to his left. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. very true. Josh says, just someone that can extend the play. He's right. Yeah. I mean, we, we see it happens – Um I know Mullins isn't a good comparison or example, but even when Mullins gets out of the pocket and makes a throw on the run, he can't hit the throw on the run. But you see how open the receiver is when sometimes.
1: Sometimes, because other times yeah. he like it sails out of bounds, like five yards to the right, and you're just like, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean he I hit that, that throw he hit a throw today that was nice, but
0: he hit Ayuk downfield that was just out of bounds. That was a good throw. That was on the run, I think.
1: Yeah, but again, it was out of bounds.
0: Yeah, that's the problem. That I mean,
1: is it a good throw if, if Brandon Ayuk had like zero shot of catching you know what I mean? Like Yeah.
0: He he still caught that out of bounds, Doug. I was like, Oh my I've, god. Yeah, that's cool. more
1: Ayuk being impressive than anything else. But
0: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Is that like, oh, someone actually threw it down to me?
1: Let's
0: see, Aaron here. Draft your quarterback, go get him, keep CJ to teach system, maybe sign veteran as a bridge. Jimmy G. Mullins, get quarterback, get online secondary. The yeah. only thing in secondary yeah. is definitely a
1: need, though. I, I think- I, I, that's what I think is going to happen, though. I think they're going to draft a quarterback. They're going to keep CJ because Shanahan likes CJ and he's going to be his guy. You keep him there because he has. We talked about this on the previous show because CJ's an actual player. He's going to be able to show a young guy on the field stuff that Shanahan, despite his wizardry, isn't going to know because he doesn't play NFL quarterback, right? Yeah. So it's just a field perspective that Shanahan's not going to have, and that's just more than one voice talking at the young guy to get him out there to play well. And then, you, I mean, yeah, you can sign a veteran guy to, to initially take over and then maybe have a rookie in week three or four, but, I mean – if, your, your guy, your guy is going to be your guy. So you might as well just play him. Yeah. Just Limit the offense and then spoon feed him a little more each week. You know, right. lean right. heavily on the run game, put him out there with scripted plays, send him out there with like the big fat wristband that has like 87 plays. Yeah. Right? yeah. 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 You just go in there and go, look, you do this, you do this. I'm going to do this. Right. Until he gets the verbiage down, you know, and, and then go from there. So that, Shanahan's going to be in his ear. Until 15 seconds on the play clock when it shuts off, he's going to tell him what to call, and then, you know, that's going to be that. But yeah, you yeah. definitely, you definitely, they need to draft a guy for sure. Like, right? We're gonna, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do, do another live draft show, that's for sure, because we have yeah, all- man, I'm last so year
0: sure about but, that. Oh, uh, totally. we're gonna wait
1: because when they did Kinlaw at first, we were pissed. But, right,
0: yeah. and then when they traded for IU, because like, okay,
1: okay, okay. yeah. And, you know, so this year, if it's, you know, pick, pick 10 or whatever they're at, man, if they don't get that QB, I'm going to be like, oh. Dude, are we, getting, are we getting Mac Jones in the third? What's happening right now?
0: I'm not, I don't, don't even speak that. I right. love the talk though that people, like literally before Ayuk started exploding, everyone's like, see, they could have got Ayuk in the second round. They didn't, they didn't need to trade up for him and this and that. And Ayuk doesn't even have a quarterback thrown to him. Yeah. And he's, doing this. he's and, really it's, good. I like, that. I like this one here too. It's a shame Ayuk's year was wasted. I won't say it was wasted because yeah, he's wasted. doing really well. It's just, I, his ceiling isn't at where it should be because of quarterback play.
1: I don't even think that's true. I think he's showing how good he's going to be. And if anything, everybody should be excited because it's like when he gets a real quarterback, now you're looking at like yeah. a 1200 yard receiver every year.
0: I yeah, think it's very, I think
1: it's be, very clear that Brandon Ayuk is the best wide receiver on this team. Without a doubt. He's better than Debo Samuel. He's obviously better than Kendrick Bourne. Like, Brandon Ayuk is the number one for the 49ers going forward. So that should excite everybody.
0: Bourne was a no-show as usual. Bob,
1: wow, what film were you watching? What are you talking about? He caught that Hail Mary, dude. Yeah, Bob, what are you talking about?
0: God. So earlier, though, you know. He had a
1: couple of he had a couple of first-down catches, too.
0: Yeah, he had a couple of big yard yeah. catch-catches.
1: Born Four catches, 86 yards, and a touchdown. So if you take away that huge, huge play, which was like – I think it was like a 50-yard touchdown. It's three for 36, like 12 yards a catch.
0: I'll
1: take it. Yeah. IU equals nine for 73 and a touchdown, which his touchdown, I know it counts as a touchdown reception. But, damn, that was a good play call. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. He ran it in. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, I didn't expect that. It's, you know, the red zone play calling from Shanahan still scares me, though. But it's hard for me to judge it personally just because of having, you know, such an inept quarterback. It it limits Shanahan so much, especially. Yeah,
1: Yeah, we talked about it on the preview, and it's just like, why are you going to show everything that you can do if you don't have the quarterback to do it? Yes, Jenna, we are still on the Zach Wilson. Yes. Yes. I think that's the realistic guy that the 49ers are going to want. Can get and that they're going to like, you know, it's, it, it's easy to say, Oh, we want Trevor Lawrence, but they're obviously, they're not going to get Trevor Lawrence. The Jaguars yeah. are going to take him, provided they don't out Jets the Jets. They're going to take Trevor Lawrence, you know, and then who knows from there. So I think it's very possible Zach Wilson ends up here. And I mean, I'm here for it. Zach Wilson number yeah. one, 49ers. Let's go.
0: Right. It, I mean, it's about time, man. And even if Zach Wilson comes in too, I think they play him right away. I know I would like him to spoon feed him the offense like you're saying too, but man, I think you got you just got to get Zach Wilson out there.
1: Yeah, get him out there. He's he went to BYU. He's smart.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the last good BYU quarterback the Niners had was who? Steve Young. Steve Young. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Daniel says, "What pick do you think the Niners select from?" Well, if they get Zach Wilson, it's got to be that six to eight range, like you were saying. Yeah.
1: I, well, as far as record wise, I think they're going to finish in the eight to ten range. Yeah. Uh, they're gonna, they're probably gonna finish 5 and 11. Right. So depending on how the other teams do that are below us, we could move up significantly. But probably in that 8 to 10 range is where the 49ers are gonna start from baseline. And if they think somebody's gonna take Zach Wilson, they could package in some picks and move up. And it'll be easier from 8 than it will from 11 where they're at right now.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing too, is that you have a lot of people who will say like, Oh, they need to hold on to the draft capital. That draft capital is very expensive. Not when it's your quarterback. Not when you're going to get that quarterback. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like when the Chiefs traded up for, you would not redo that trade ever again. If hey, it looks like the Bills didn't pay enough <laughs> or didn't get enough from the Chiefs because of Mahomes, right? Like you know, you look at that. It's unreal. Absolutely unreal.
1: Yeah.
0: Where do you think they second pick second round pick? They go corner. Second yeah, round pick, corner
1: that they like. I think they may go corner. If not, I think they're going interior offensive line because they got. I, I mean,
0: yeah,
1: we don't even know what's going to happen with Weston and Richburg. I, I mean, you know, and, and the guard play has been suspect. Very. So they need to do something there, and I think they can get. They they're going to be able to get a more top flight interior offensive lineman at in the second round whereas all of your elite corners are going to be gone in round one. And then you can start picking up project guys or, like, guys that are, like, second tier in, like, round late round two, early round three, somewhere like there. But tier offensive line, because the position isn't really premium or sexy, as it were, you can get a really good player in the second round.
0: Right. I think it – you know, that's the thing, too, is we saw it last year, especially with Witherspoon. It's like when Witherspoon had the good pass rush, he was looking like an all-pro cornerback, in my opinion. And I think you get Nick Bosa back, you have a better Ken Law, you get the defensive line back. I think they could afford to roll out their rookie corner or even just a bridge corner. Someone yeah. who someone who will go out there and just execute but also take advantage of such a good pass rush.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um Aaron Paul. I'll tell you what I don't like about Trey Lance. He didn't play this year and he went to a small school. Like and him not playing this year is the biggest one. Because yeah. what do you know what you like what you don't get to see that growth that he would have had otherwise. So you don't get to see and match his tape from last year to his tape from this year. Now you're looking at tape that's like 13 months old, and you have to kind of weigh that against what, you know, you're going to see at a combine, say, or a pro day under a very strict and uh advantageous position for the quarterback at play. Uh, to me, I watch out for those super small school guys, too. Is right. there stuff there that I like? Yes, and I think Trey Lance could be a guy for somebody, but I think he's too much of a project at this point for this I team.
0: Think. Can you I mean, I can't justify the Niners taking him at ninth, tenth, and eleventh.
1: No, he's you know, like I a he's know. like a teens type of quarterback. Yeah, pick.
0: yeah. I mean, you look at Lamar. That's the thing. It was like Lamar Jackson, for example. Is Lamar played. Lamar played at the position. Right. And he still went thirty second. So mm-hmm. it's like, and obviously you look at what Lamar is now, but before that,
1: I mean, he was, I, was a Heisman I, Trophy winner too
0: yeah and he was a Heisman trophy he's still went right. thirty seconds so why would you why would you want to take a quarterback nine to ten eleven for a guy who hasn't even played a whole year?
1: yeah I think again and that's what that's why I don't really i'm not super fond of Kyle Trask either besides the fact that he's a statue it's like he didn't play high school he didn't play high school quarterback really he was stuck behind a uh King who's at Houston yeah uh, but Eric King was like the five star guy. And so he didn't really play quarterback at all until last year when he took over for, uh what's his face, Felipe Franks?
0: Yeah, I think Felipe Franks is that. Too. Yeah,
1: and, and so it's such a small sample size. Yeah, And that's, again, Mitch Trubisky was a guy that was a one-year starter, and he went second overall, and we all saw how that turned out, right? Carson Wentz is a small school guy, and we saw how that turned out. You know, there's usually something to the fact that if you're not getting into a Division one school, there's usually a reason for it. Right. And right. so it really makes me nervous when a guy hasn't played and we have to look at that kind of tape and like guesswork. This team cannot afford to guess wrong. And so you have to take a guy that you look at and go, is this guy polished? And that's you know, that's what you that's what you're gonna see. So. Yeah.
0: And I mean lastly too with Zach Wilson. It's like out of BYU, he's coming out of professional style offense. He's throwing guys wide open, and he's also throwing to guys who right now both of his wide receivers are probably like late round picks. Yeah. Which is respectful. It's respectable, but he's not it's not like at LSU where Burrow was throwing to Jefferson and Jamar Chase, you know, right. or Le- Lawrence is throwing to another first-round wide receiver. And I don't want to knock Lawrence. Lawrence is great. But having those wide receivers yeah. helps a lot. And that mean, yeah.
1: And if you're going to have all those weapons, you need to be historically good, which is why Joe Burrow went number one overall, because he had the best college football season that's ever been.
0: Right, where, yeah. Trevor Lawrence has
1: strung together – years of, of fantastic performances that you can lean on, came in as a true freshman and won a national championship. Like, you just don't see that. So no, that's, that's yeah. where you differentiate. You can say, is it the guy or is it the weapons? And I think that's why a lot of people have Mac Jones pegged as, like, a second- or third-round guy because it's like, yeah. okay, cool, but you got, like, all these weapons because it's Alabama, you know? Yeah.
0: So, oh, yeah. I mean, three first-round wide receivers. Yeah. <laughs> well, that yeah. was not even playing, and then the other guy's been good too. Yeah. Got Dude, we still do we yes. We're yeah. going to have
1: fifth this year. Yeah,
0: we'll get a fit for Emmanuel. leaves. I don't know, eighty percent.
1: Yeah, yeah, we don't know yet. It's going to yeah. depend. I think yeah. that trend is away from defensive guys, to be honest. And I think everybody's paying him to Detroit. And I know that politicians have like lobbied the team to hire him or whatever. But they just had a couple defensive guys in a row, and I think that they might flip it and try to go offense just because. No, teams get really weird about this stuff and they're like, well, we just did a defensive guy. Like we need to, you know, take advantage of whatever years Matthew Stafford has left or whatever the case may be. So there are other teams that I think he could potentially go to. Um, it's just gonna be dependent upon which openings are there and like what is gonna fit him best and what decision that he makes. Because even though he can interview for these jobs, it doesn't mean he has to take them. You know. Yeah. He could very well say, you know what, I wanna finish this thing out here because I feel like we're close. Yeah. Or, or we were a Super Bowl team, and I don't want to go out on an injury-riddled year because we got something better than that.
0: Solomon so, comes off to me like that, too. He kind of comes off to me as a guy that wants to get the job done before he leaves. He's yeah. very respected, very well-respected amongst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope he gets Zach and he crushes, crushes the other Wilson in our division. Man, Seattle just barely beat Washington today, 20-15. to 15. Seattle's
1: looking very underwhelming. Seattle tonight. has struggled with the NFC East for some weird reason. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, man, you know, There's another
1: one and done playoff thing where they're going to get into the playoffs and then just get bopped by a really good team.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's
1: maybe. it's just coaching, coaching on yeah. that. Yeah, the Seattle Seahawks are the Houston Rockets of the NFL. A lot We're of a bunch of games yeah. in the regular season, but they're not going to do anything in the playoffs. <laughs> Fat James Harden, baby. <laughs> That's what what Wilson is. He's he's James Harden. You can put him on yeah. these stats, but and they're not going to get anywhere.
0: Minus the added weight, <laughs> Harden's got
1: thick. Oh man. <laughs> Dick Boy Nation.
0: Yeah. yeah. Shoot. Oh, you know, add Zach Wilson. Add Zach Wilson. I mean, I think the NFC West is really underwhelming. Arizona just barely beat Philly today. The Rams lost to the Jets. Seattle is very underwhelming. I, yeah. The NFC West records look good, but all in all, I think the Niners, if the if the health was there, they would have just taken the division. They would won the
1: division okay. for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Joe Joe one's yelling here saying Trey Lance would be the perfect fit for the Niners.
1: My man been yelling. He been saying i <laughs> i the field yeah. chat.
0: <laughs> I want Wilson. 49 says, I want Wilson, but it seems too good to be true. Something crazy will happen. What's crazy is whatever the Niners will trade up to get Wilson. That's all that
1: matters. <laughs> yeah. Well, the one thing that concerns me about Wilson is that he has had an operation on the throwing shoulder. I really want to see what the medicals are. Yeah. So yeah, apparently, it was like a high school injury that he just didn't get operated on until college. But who knows?
0: Bob says, How are the Rams feeling tonight? I, Aaron Donald yeah. didn't look happy. Aaron Donald did not look happy whatsoever. <laughs> Man, you know, hey, I mean, it all benefits the Niners in the long run. The Jets winning really helps.
1: I mean, in- I'm today. sure Jared Goff is fine because his, his lady is a smoke show. See
0: how much money he's making, too? Stop cost
1: making that bad. too, but I mean, she's a smoke show. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, but I mean, all things considered, yeah, they're going to be pissed off that they lost the game, but they're still in a really good position to make the playoffs. Right. So, yeah, I don't think that they're they're that upset about it.
0: Who do you like out of the
1: NFC? Out of like out of all the teams in the NFC, yeah. to go to to go to the Super Bowl. Flip yeah, a, flip a coin, man. <laughs> Because it changes. I guess if I had to say anybody, it'd be the Saints right now because they have the best record and they seem very well rounded and, you know, they, they have a good offense, a good defense. They can put Taysom Hill in there if they need to give Drew Brees a break. Then again, Drew Brees can make some sweet plays and the NFC this year, I think is really weak to be honest. Like, I don't think the Packers are there. Um, as much as, as good as Aaron Rodgers is. He's he's making those players play above their station, and I think that'll catch up to you in the playoffs against good teams. Seattle, way too inconsistent. Their defense is garbage. You know.
0: Right, yeah.
1: They're They're above, also garbage defense. They're not gonna Did
0: uh did New Orleans win against Kansas City or did they lose? Oh, they lost. 30.
1: I think they 30. lost. Yeah.
0: Thirty two 20 to twenty nine. Wow. That's
1: to me this is really this is really just a repeat run for the Chiefs. That's what it's looking like.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mahomes is just unreal. Absolutely. I mean, the only team that I think could stop him is the Bills just because of how well Josh
1: Allen's playing. But that's I, a, that's what, that's what I'm kind of guiltily rooting for.
0: Me too. Me too. I love Josh I Allen.
1: I can't say that because my wife is a Dolphins fan, but.
0: Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I think you said that before.
1: Yeah. They're going to make the playoffs Roy. though. <laughs> They're going to make the playoffs. They beat New England today. They're. Yeah. 25.
0: Belichick finally lost to a rookie quarterback.
1: He only had one on his throwing shoulder. It was an old lingering injury. He only had one, but that's still that concerning. June, listen, man, Trey Lance hasn't played this year. I just, I, God, just, you see, you know. I've done film work on Trey Lance. He's a project. Sorry, he's a project.
0: I, you know, that's the thing too. Is I don't, I don't even think Trey Lance has as much upside as Wilson or Fields to begin with. I, I think maybe they're about the same level, yeah. but you can't. I just can't do a quarterback that uh that hasn't played the entire season. I don't know
1: that they're the same level though.
0: In terms of upside,
1: Zach Wilson's played this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, well, that's what I mean. Is that well? Okay, I get. Yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. I it's hard.
1: I don't know. So, well, I mean, see, so like, if, so Trey Lance played really good last year, right? Yeah. Is he, did he improve or did he stay the same?
0: Yeah, see, we don't do you know. Progress? Yeah, we don't
1: know. I don't know. I have to go on tape. That's by the time the giraffe rolls around, that's 16 months old.
0: Yeah, that's what, what you
1: do, do you with that. Is that <laughs> no, really a reliable? I mean, we've seen players that in the span of 16 months go from being a pro bowler to washed.
0: Carson <laughs> sounds like Carson.
1: Carson Wentz. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you have yeah. to be very careful with that. I think that, you know, that, that makes, that puts a red flag out there. And, you know, maybe that's not his fault, but it still has an effect. Things yeah. don't have to be your fault to knock your draft position.
0: Last one from Joe on for you wrap it up. Okay, brother. You'll see when he gets drafted by other teams.
1: Do you know I, how, dude? I feel like you're really upset about that. You type in all caps. You look really mad. Say you're going to be a Chiefs fan if they don't do what you want them to do. <laughs> It's
0: okay, Joe. Give yeah, a hug,
1: dude. We try to keep it positive. It's okay. Sure. <laughs> then you know, it's frustrating. It's a frustrating season, but yeah. that doesn't mean – like I think at one point this, this dude said they aren't going to win a Super Bowl in 20 or 30 years.
0: Yeah, yeah he was mad. <laughs> like I was so you mad.
1: mad. Like just like, <laughs> relax. I think like, – I think a concoction for your for your stress, if you know what I mean. <laughs> just relax. It's cool.
0: Better times are on the horizon for the 49 yeah. now. Obviously, it starts with going after a quarterback. One step at a time, no matter what happens, the team will come back next year healthy, they'll be ready to ball out. I'm confident that the front office will make the right decisions, man. But right now, it's on to the next game. They got Arizona. Any early remarks on that game now before we close it um, out? Oh
1: man, we really need better secondary play. Um. Richard Sherman looked like he was a little lost out there. Hopefully Jason Verrett's back. He was out with a non-COVID illness today, um, making me think that he had like the BGs or something.
0: Yeah. yeah had
1: some bubble guts today, but you know, hopefully he's back. Um, k looked nice today. k yeah. was out there. He looked pretty good. Yeah. Mosley
0: mostly was all right. I think it was his first game back yeah. in a while.
1: But if you get Verrett out there, then you have pretty much other than Nick Bosa, you have a fully healthy defense. So. Right, if the defense can keep you in it, and you can limit Nick Mullins from doing the noodle Nick crap, then you
0: know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, man, maybe that one Hail Mary was enough to put Beathard out there next week. So much. <laughs> it, true, I love that Hail Mary, man. That that Hail Mary, it was Mary.
1: sweet, dude. That might have been the highlight of the season. Like that yeah. been the best play oh, of the season. <laughs> Because <laughs> when he caught it, when he caught it, the dude was like, "Ah, he catches it. It doesn't matter, though."
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he caught it and was just doing the walk. He was like, "Oh, he yeah. flexed.
1: But like the, the commentator, fun. legit, was like, "He catches it for a touchdown, but it doesn't matter."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I
0: guess. Hey, Harlan said Trent Brown was playing today, though. Harlan oh, said yeah. Trent was Trent Brown.
1: A, yeah, that was a Kevin Harlan mistake, but you know. <laughs> it was bad, guys.
0: Yeah. Josh, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. It was a fun stream. Obviously, no Zach today. Me and Matt held it down. Yep. You know, we love it. We love interacting with you guys. We love talking. Matt, close it out for us, my man.
1: Yeah, uh, go ahead, like, comment, subscribe to the channel. Um, that gets us really going with the YouTube algorithm. You know, leave your comments. Keep coming around. We love interacting with you guys. Hit the bell for notifications. Never miss another video. We come at you all the time. We'll see you guys soon. Happy holidays. Until next time, guys, go Niners.
0: Happy holidays and go Niners.